Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Just when I thought no one could be crazier or more unreasonable than Flyers fans, we got Avs fans out here trying to trade Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Colorado Avalanche. Today we have Evan Liu from Mile High Hockey. Evan, how are you doing? I'm good, Kelly. Uh, glad to be joining you for the first time. It's a different experience, but uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we love having new people on here. It's a lot of fun. Um, hopefully you like it. So since it's been a while since the Flyers have seen the Avalanche because of all of the stuff with the world ending, um, kind of just high level, what has been going on with the Avalanche over the last like year and a half? Well, I mean, last year for the Avs, um, things were looking up. Um, I think the fans could probably say that last year was probably – quote unquote the best chance um to you know make that cup run that the abs are currently uh looking to get on um again they went out in the second round uh against the vegas golden knights um kind of just collapsed after game after game two um and they were five minutes away from a three zip series lead uh and then it just kind of fell apart from there um and then, obviously, during the offseason, um, the Avs lost Philip Grubauer uh, to the Kraken. Um, that was kind of unexpected. Um, I mean, the two main goals, I think, for the Avs this past offseason were to re-sign Captain Land- Gabe Landeskog, uh, which they did, 8 by 8 deal. Um, great deal to keep him in Colorado for the rest of his career. But they lost Grubauer to Seattle um, for six, I think it was six years and $6 million. Um so that was just something that the Avs weren't willing to pay, and it kind of caught them off guard. Um, so then they had to go get uh, Darcy Kemper from the Avs, um, or from the, sorry, from the Coyotes, um, and it kind of cost a little bit. They lost uh, Connor Timmins on the in that trade, uh, a couple of draft picks, um, and so rocking with a new goaltender. Um, Kemper's been kind of inconsistent so far this year. Um, but then again, Grubauer had that exact same start when he started in Colorado a few years ago, where it was, you know, kind of teetering on the edge of like, all right, maybe he's good, maybe he's not good. So it, it'll stick, it'll still take uh, Kemper some time to, you know, get going again. Um, he's currently out injured though, so at least uh, for the Flyers game on Monday, it'll probably be uh, a little bit of a different look. Um, but yeah, I mean, this year at least started a little bit slower um there was there were a couple of hard times uh in october november specifically thinking back to uh back to back against the columbus blue jackets um Mm. and i mean columbus ran us out of the water um a couple of third period collapses from the abs um you know kind of ruined it (laughs) um and so after that, after those losses uh, against Columbus, the team kind of did like a hard reset. Um, luckily, November was 
very, very easy for the Avs. They did not have that many games. They usually had like two in a week. Uh, and since then, they've rattled off wins. They've rattled off wins against the Kraken, against Vancouver, um, and a lot of other um, quote-unquote weaker teams in the Pacific. Um, so it's given them good momentum. Uh, and then currently, you know, we're in the middle of a five-game road trip. Um, as this is being recorded, the Avs play the Senators tonight uh, in Ottawa and before visiting Philly. So just have to see what happens tonight uh, for the Avs. They, they won against Montreal a couple nights ago um, after getting demolished uh, by the Maple Leafs uh, eight to three. So that was a rough one. But um, but yeah, Toronto's just on a whole nother level. I think that's what the Avs are going to be looking for towards the end of the year. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's a, it's a, it's a long recap of what the Avs have been <laughs> through. Um, but that's just kind of my thoughts on that anyway. Yeah, so right now, the Avalanche are fifth overall in the Central. And I think um, on Broad Street Hockey Radio, the Avs have kind of been our Western Conference pick, I think, for the last three seasons, probably. If you ask us at the beginning of the year, you know, who's going to be in the Stanley Cup final? I think three or four of us almost always say the Avalanche. And we're kind of used to them being like one, two, pretty much with uh, Las Vegas in the Western Conference for the last few years. Um, but it, like you said, it was a rough start this season, but a lot of that was injuries, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The the Avs, have, they have not had a fully healthy lineup at all this season. I mean, it oh, never, it's never been full strength. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of where the Flyers are, too. We have not played a single... I don't think we've... I think maybe we've played one game this season with our full NHL lineup which is geez. Yeah. It's, it's hit us hard this year. Um, you know, like I said, Kemper's out to injury right now. Uh, it was kind of a freak injury too. uh, TSN and their coverage, uh, a couple of nights ago said that Kemper was stung by a shot up high on him, uh, in practice before the Toronto game. Uh, and you know, no one has video of it or anything like that. And it's just like, huh? It's, it, it's a little befuddling. Um, yeah, that's so, pretty wild. Yeah, so that's kind of unfortunate there. Uh, Bowen Byram continues to be having concussion struggles. Um, he took a big hit last year uh, on from Colasar uh, on Vegas um, that left him out for the rest of the year last year anyway with a concussion. Uh, he get, he took an elbow from Bo Horvat uh, earlier this year, left him out for a couple of games. He returned against Toronto, um, was not very good he had a struggle he struggled and he was pulled out of the game against montreal because of uh more head issues that were lingering um so that's obviously something of concern i guess for the future um because obviously byram is you know some uh, a player that is almost like the next kale mccarr right um you know speedy quick with his hands beautiful skating um and so if he's having you know continuous concussion issues that's a problem uh, McKinnon was out at the beginning of the year to COVID protocols, uh, but then was out um, just after that for like a month. Um, so, you know, it's it, it. We can't have nice things in Colorado. That's that's kind <laughs> of the street that's been going around. Um, so hopefully, you know, the the injury bug, you know, gets through you know, through the beginning of the year. And, you know, by the time, you know, playoffs start ramping up, um, things will be, you know, a little bit healthier by then. 
And McKinnon just came back recently, right? Yep. Kind of recently. His okay. first, um, first feedback was Toronto. Okay. How's he's looked so far? I mean, because he's, you know, pretty good. So how has he looked so far since coming back from injury? I mean, he's been he's been all right. Obviously, he's he's been so like inconsistent um, in and out of the lineup this year. I mean, he's he's played how many games this year? He's not played that many games this year. Um, so I think he's only got one goal. Yeah, he's played 10 games. He's got one goal um, throughout the 10 games. He's got 12 assists, though. So um, he's at least wheeling and dealing to his uh, teammates on the first line. Um, but yeah, he's kind of been struggling a little bit and it's actually been kind of crazy some people at least on the on the mile high hockey side have been like we need to trade mckinnon he's not doing good doing well i'm like guys we're 10 games he's only playing 10 games this season he's been out injured and you know out through covid like it, we're not even two, two months into the season yet like i don't know it's kind of funny but um but yeah hopefully though mckinnon uh will get a little bit of a of a run going here um you know, on this five-game road trip, um, trying to get things going in the right direction. Um, so, fingers crossed. Really, from there, the season's still young, um, so he just needs to, he just needs some more time to get under his belt. Just when I thought no one could be crazier or more unreasonable than Flyers fans, we got <laughs> Avs fans out here trying to trade Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as fans are all over the place. I mean, I will admit, I I fall into this category too of like, you know, oh, we win, you know, three in a row. We're like, oh my god, we're gonna win the Stanley Cup, and then we lose one or two in a row, and and it's like trade Bednar or not trade Bednar, sell Bednar, like get him out of here, sell the team, start over. And it's like guys, we so. are crazy people. None of us, not a one of us, is reasonable when you get down to it, but. <laughs> how it goes so speaking of good players um i've been a fan of nazim kadri for a long time like since back to his leaf stays and he has 30 points in 20 games so far this season which seems like another level for him what is it about his game that is kind of leading him to so much success early yeah kadri has been he's been the story of the season so far for the abs in my opinion uh or i should say one of the stories of the season um you know obviously like you said 20 goals or sorry nine goals in 20 games 21 assists 30 points um you know he's living life right now um and i think part of it is because of how last season ended for him um he was suspended um and a hit on the playoffs last year against the Blues. Um, I don't remember exactly who he hit, but you know he kind of raised his shoulder up and caught, clipped him in the head, um, and left him out for eight games. Suspended, suspended Kadri for eight games, so he was out for the entirety of the rest of the series against the Blues uh, and against the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, if the Abs had won Game Six, he would have been back for Game Seven. So, you know, it's a it's a big what if uh, at least. And like if the Avs had won, maybe he would have started his redemption story in Colorado for game seven. Um, but obviously, you know, he he didn't play, you know, at all in the playoffs. And that was a huge, huge loss um, for the Avs. And so this year really has been kind of more of like, a, I would say, like a redemption story. Right. Um, he's been on top of it. I mean, flying. He's been doing so, so good. That second line for the Avs, um, it has Nachushkin. Kadri and Burakovsky that line has been rolling all year um 
and it's been healthy too for the most part too, which has been really nice. Um, the only player that's been out on that line is Nachushkin um, this year. But point being said, um, you know the redemption story that Kadri's had. I mean, he's he's a really good shooter. He's he's got himself. You know, whether he even if he can't score any goals, he's dealing to um, to his teammates, right? Um, so that's something that's been like really, really powerful this year. Um, and it is his last year uh, in an Av sorter, at least for the time being. He's a, I think he's a UFA at the end of this year too. Um, so he's really proving himself. Really, um, he's trying to prove that you know he deserves a spot here in Colorado, um, and that. He's, I mean, he's going to be fighting three other guys because I'm pretty sure Burakovsky and I think Nachushkin as well. I think they're both. I think all three of them are UFAs at the end of this year. Mm. Um, and the Abs are already dealing with a lot of cap space issues at, for the time being. Um, you can't really bring anyone in, and so one of them is probably going to have to go at the end of this year. And so that's going to be a big, big choice that um, Joe Sackick's going to have to make um, at season's end. So Kadri, I think, is trying to prove that, you know, he deserves a spot here. Um, and so that's what he's done so far. And he's been really, really, really good. So this is like so far. legit, really, the last year that the Avs are going to have as kind of this, like, super team to make a push for the Cup, I guess. Yeah, debatably. I mean, they obviously they signed Gabe. Um, they signed Gabe to a new contract. McCarr's got a good contract um i think mckinnon mckinnon needs to be re-signed still i think he's got i think two more years on his contracts on his current mm. contract um so you know it's it's just a matter of you know let's wait and see right um last year i think was kind of the the best year um you know you had brandon sod on that and in the second third line um tyson jost was flying uh nachushkin was doing really well um alex newhook had just come in um and you know he's still getting used to nhl play nowadays um but yeah i mean it's just it's it's good at this rate we've turned a lot of people have said this that we've turned into the new washington capitals right because we can't get out of the second round um (laughs) So I think really the what the goal needs to be at least because I mean the last two years um, it's been cup or bust right um, and obviously that hasn't happened um, I mean really the best chance I think to get out of the second round even was in the bubble um, when the Avs and Stars went to seven games uh, it took overtime uh, for the Stars to get past the Avs um, on a third string goaltender and. You know, Gabe Landeskog was playing on a broken leg. So, you know, it was kind of all over the place. And Avs fans don't like talking about that. So I will sh- I will shut up about it now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, this is probably one of the chances that we're going to have anyways. I mean, at least with, with the pipeline that we have coming up, um, you know, we've got Justin Barron still in the pipeline, Alex Bukage. I mean, there's still going to be plenty of chances. Um in the future still i mean our future is still looking super bright um but you know this is probably um a good time to go for that cup run it's just a matter of getting past that good old second round so just because i'm sure flyers fans are wondering um the avs ended up taking nicholas Abekubel off of ra- waivers when the flyers waived him um mm-hmm. how is so far for the avs 
uh, he's been an upgrade, and that's kind of crazy to say. Um, but he's been he's been decently good this season. Uh, he's got, I think, a couple of goals on him, um, and um, you know he's he's come in kind of as a bottom six guy, as Flyers fans know, um, and he's still you know trying to get himself um, going a little bit. Uh, he's got two goals so far uh, in an Av sweater. Um, but I, I know that a lot of Flyers fans said this too, that he takes a lot of penalty minutes. Um, and you know, it's still something that he's doing for the Avs. Um, so, uh, he's been, he's been, he's been decent, I would say so far. He's not lighting up the world, right? I mean, he's not Nathan McKinnon-esque level. Um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I think as, as long as he's a solid bottom six guy, um, that's all the Avs need at this point. Um, cause they lost they lost sod to the blues right and they didn't really find a replacement for brandon sod at all um this offseason um so nikola avi kubel is me is just kind of he's kind of been that replacement um but um not he's he's obviously not to the same level as sod was last year sod was really really good for the abs uh in his one year stint for us um but He's just been that solid bottom six guy that the Avs needed, especially with all the injuries that we've had. Um, he's slotted in well. So hopefully once we get, you know, a full healthy lineup later on the season, knock on wood, um, that he'll kind of slot in on that fourth line. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we, we were saying this as well, um, that, you know, it's not it's not a big um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's not a big hurt to take to take him on waivers when we picked him up um yeah. even if he didn't perform you know you just place him on waivers again right um or yeah. send him down to the colorado eagles here in loveland um so you know he's been doing good though so far and so we'll see what happens when the squad is fully healthy and back together um and where he fits in on that line so apart from Kadri and Cal McCarr, who we haven't talked about yet, but obviously is lighting the world on fire. Um, apart from those two, since those are easy answers, what would you say has been the brightest spot for the Avs so far this season? Man, without those two, that's a really tough question because those two have definitely been, you know, two of the of the well, better wanna, guys. Yeah, if you want to talk a little bit about McCarr, <laughs> since we have yet, you can talk about him. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, like you said, Makar has been lighting the world on fire. Um, he's been so so good this year, um, and you know, he's still so he's only twenty three, um, and to think that this was all part of the Matt Duchesne trade and getting that fourth pick uh, for him was just unbelievable. Um, but I would actually say another really great story from this year um, has been Logan O'Connor. Um, Logan O'Connor, undrafted from DU, um, picked up by the Avs, and he has been so, so good this year. Um, he's not, he's obviously not, you know, Nathan McKinnon-esque, but when he, when McKinnon was out, uh, Logan O'Connor, he was getting chances on that first line. He had Landis Gog on the left, he had Randon in the middle, and Logan O'Connor was playing on the right wing, um, filling in pretty much. Um and so he's getting first line chances. He's getting multiple shifts, and he was he was doing really really well. He's he's not he doesn't always get on the score sheet, um, but if you watch him skate and you see him 
you know, pushing as hard as he can. He is just the workhorse of the Avs. He, especially um, on against Montreal on Thursday night, um, he was by far the Avs' best player. Um, he, on the penalty kill, um, he chased down a puck all the way down to his offensive zone, forced a turnover, and then passed it on his knees, really in the corner, on his knees, falling down um, to Nachushkin in the middle, who was able to get it by Jake Allen and score. Um, and, and so I encourage people to you know go watch that replay because Logan O'Connor, that's just the perfect example of what he is. Whether he is a first line guy like he has been this season, or whether he's on the fourth line like he usually is, um, he is just a workhorse. He does all the work, he does all the right things, and he's really kind of validated his spot in the roster this year. Um, and you know he's only got nine points in twenty games, so he's not like I said, he doesn't get on the score sheet every night. But you can tell he is working hard and he'll get dirty too. Like he'll, someone runs, you know, McKinnon, for example, he'll, he will go out and he will, you know, stand up for, from, um, do the dirty work. Right. Um, so, you know, that was a solid pickup for the Avs. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's been another really great story from this year. And outside of the goaltending, which I think even just like, you know, running down the the stats sheet on the abs, you can kind of see that goaltending is at this point, I would say probably the weakest spot, at least on paper for the abs right now. Apart from that, um, what has been kind of the thing that's causing them to lose games? Like what's the weak spot? Yeah, I think goaltending is definitely part of it and injuries. I mean, simply put, um, those are the two that, that have been, you know, the the struggles of the year. Um, especially, you know, I can think back to tor- the Toronto game this past Wednesday. Um, you know, Kemper was supposed to start. Um, it was looking like it was the, tr- the return of Nathan McKinnon. You know, things were like, all right, now the Avs are really going to start looking like themselves, right? Um, so, and then, you know, a few hours before the game, an hour or two before the game, Kemper's out. You're like, what? <laughs> And so, you know, that's that was a big loss there, and we're all kind of confused. Um, and the Avs have also been without their uh, backup goaltender, Pavel Francouz, for a year. He's been out for a, an entire year. Yeah, that's uh, crazy. And, you know, he's he's healthy now, but he's uh, up here in Loveland um, with the Colorado Eagles um, just trying to get conditioned again just because he hasn't played in over a year. Um and it's been really, really tough um, without him in the lineup because he is a he's a very, very good backup goaltender. Um, so without him, then uh, you're relying on Jonas Johansson, uh, former Buffalo Saber goaltender, right? And we've never really had a great defense ahead of him. Um, and then obviously it was a different story for the Abs. Um, I remember I, I forget who tweeted it when it when the trade happened last March. It was like. It was like Johansson's going to the abs and I've never seen a worse goaltender in my life. Um, and so uh, luckily for Johansson, at least um, he's been, he's been decent when called upon this year. Um, and, you know, the best examples that I can think of um, at least were Darcy Kemper uh, over Thanksgiving break or Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, um, you know, he kept having a skate blade fall off um, like mid game. And wow. <laughs> it happened, it happened, how many times did it happen? It happened three times in the span of two games uh, wow. against 
the Senators and the Ducks. Um, and he had to come in in relief at least for like a few minutes for each game. Uh, and then after it happened the third time against the Ducks, um, I was at this game actually. And as soon as Kemper, it was coming out for the second period. As soon as Kemper steps out on the ice, his blade just falls off. What in the slides, world? Slides away, and he's just on his backside. Uh, so delayed the start of the period, and they had to go fix it again. And they just left Johansson in um, for the rest of the night. And it went really well for him. He made a really a bunch of really good saves um, and helped the Avs win that night, four to one. Um, but um, while that was a good time to come in on short notice, on short notice, uh, especially like against Toronto this last uh, Wednesday, uh, he was obviously he came in on short notice. You know, wasn't prepared to start the game. Uh, and it blew him, blew him out of the water. I mean, eight to three. Um, some of the goals were his fault. Some of it was on the defense. Some of them were on both defense and Johansson. Um, but, you know, like you said, I think goaltending is our weakest link um, yeah. in injuries. Um, and goal, I mean, goal, goaltending has always been questioned for the Avs. Because, um, I mean, you look down the rest of the lineup, it's like, holy cow, you know, this team is stacked, right? Um, so, so good from first line to fourth line. And then you look at the goaltenders and you're like, because, you know, they're not like, not Andre Vasilevsky like, right? Or Hendrik Lundqvist in his prime. You know, it's not, it's not names that shout greatness, um, per se. Um, so, you know, there've been rumblings this week of trading for Carey Price, um, which I think would be great but i don't really know how that would fit in our cap system yeah. uh, so yeah i think that's injuries and goaltending have definitely been our our hardships this year how did the special teams look um special teams i mean they've been they've been all right um i, th- I know our penalty kill has been has been pretty rough this year um but when it comes to penalty killing, actually, the Avs have been really good uh, going down the other end of the ice and scoring. Um, so I think they have five. I think it's five shorthanded goals this year, which is the, tied for the most in the league. Um, so that has been really good. And then obviously power play. Um, the Avs have their their um, power play, um, you know, setup of you know they usually have. It's either McKinnon or Burakovsky um, that, you know, drop to the defensive zone. And it's usually McCarr or Gerard that um, that will drop the puck to him and then they'll pick it up and come in with, um, you know, a bunch of speed. Uh, and teams have caught on to that a lot more, especially this year. Um, so the Avs have, have struggled at least to, you know, get um, set up in the zone offensively. Um, but let's see, I'm trying to find, um, you know, where, um, how the abs are, are doing, uh, and in terms of special teams for the time being, I'm trying to find it real quick. Um, but, uh, like I said, the shorthanded goals have been really, really big this year. <clears throat> so I feel like as long as you're doing the right thing, <laughs> um, at least on the defensive end, it's pretty good. Uh, let's see. So I'm, I'm fine. I just found it here. So the power play is 20, 21.3%, which is, which falls, where does it fall? 
uh, somewhere in the middle of the pack. I know that for sure. Um, but yeah, the PK two um, has been solid. And again, this is mind you, this is all without a healthy lineup, right? I mean, Nathan McKinnon has has not been able to you know be on his spot in the in the near circle, um, you know, slapping one timers, um, which he usually does. Um, so I don't think I, I don't think he's gotten a power play goal yet this year. Um, so um, you know, it's a work in progress still. Um, I feel like, at least in my opinion, that the Avs need to switch up um, their entrance into the offensive zone just because they've been doing it now for about three, four years. Um, and so teams have caught on to it. Um, and, you know, that's something that, um, you know, should try and be switched up at least a little bit, I think, just so that you can get more chances in the offensive zone. Has Nathan McKinnon banned carbohydrates in the city of Denver yet? <laughs> <laughs> That's really, you know what, I, the, when they, when that story came out, uh, from Zadorov, when it was, he said, you know, McKinnon's like, you know, no carbs, no sugar, no nothing is hilarious. And, you know, all the, memes, all the memes that came out of it were incredible. They were so funny. Um, and, you know, McKinnon, he put those, he put those, uh, rumors to rest and, you know, he said, you know, I go to in and out after games every once in a while. And I was like, see, he's just like us. Yeah, uh-huh. right? Nathan and Kenan, just like us. You know, as as someone who was born and raised in, in California like myself, I mean, that makes me happy to my heart. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no, unfortunately not. Uh, not unfortunately not. I'm happy he hasn't. Um, so, <laughs> no, but it was it made for a really good talking point. It was really fun. It was, it was, it was pretty good for all of us. Uh, last thing I'll ask you is for a shot in the dark prediction of what the final score of this game will be. Hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, the Avs, they obviously after getting blown out by Toronto, right, um, on Wednesday night, they rebounded well uh, on Thursday um, to beat uh, the Montreal Canadiens. Um, four to one win. It was really good. And, uh it wasn't like the best performance in the world, right? Um, but it was just something that they needed, and they need to take that um, that performance into um, the game tonight. At least when this is being recorded against Ottawa, um, and you know, continue to just kind of set the foundation, um, do do play their game, and win out. And I think that that should hopefully be the case too against the Flyers. I know the Flyers have um unfortunately not been you know the greatest team in the last two years the kindest way you could possibly say (laughs) honestly nicer than i would have said it (laughs) well i mean you know obviously like you know there was a lot of talk um last was it last year two years ago where it was like oh yeah the the flyers are gonna make the playoffs like really easily and you know it was just like and obviously i know that there have been a lot of struggles over there, um, but I think it should be a, a good game for the most part. Um, I think it'll be close um, just because the Avs have, have, especially this year, they've played down to opponents. Oh. Um, so if they play their game and they do the right thing, um, I think the Avs should pull ahead. I'm going to I'm going to predict I'm going to predict four to two Avs. That's where I'm going to go with. I think I think it'll be three to two late in the third um, and that, you know, it'll be like an empty net goal to put the abs away. 
respectable. Um, the Flyers will be on the second half of a back-to-back. They're getting Tampa Bay on Sunday, oh, and then that's, Colorado. That's back-to-back. Yeah, it's the schedule for the Flyers this month or last month and early December is just hilariously tough. It's been <laughs> nonstop, just like good teams back to back to back. So given that, um, we found out today that Carter Hart's going to be starting against the Lightning. So I'm assuming that the Avalanche will be getting Martin Jones. Jones, yeah. He's been good for us so far, but, you know, he's still the backup goaltender and still Martin Jones. So, you know, at any point could fall apart. Um, <laughs> I think this will be a three to one avalanche win. The Flyers can't buy a goal right now. So I don't know. I, yeah, I'm looking at your last five and, you know, not great. Rough. Yeah. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Evan, thank you very much for doing this. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Different pace of change. I'm usually the one that's just putting my words on paper, uh, or electronic <laughs> paper rather, rather than than speaking out loud. Uh, but yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter uh, at L Louie. It's literally um, L and then Louie L O U, uh, and then instead of an I, it's a one because uh, I'm fancy like that. Uh, you can follow us at Mile High Hockey on Twitter, um, and yeah, I mean, trying to think what other things I can plug. I guess follow my Instagram. I don't really post anything on there. Uh, I mean, my Instagram is Lucky Louie, Lucky, and then Louie, and it's just the same as my Twitter. The I is a one. That's fun. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's really where you can find me the most. Um, yeah. Great. Thank you, Evan. I hope that you enjoy the game. I hope everyone listening to this enjoys the game. Hopefully the Flyers will at least make it fun for us to watch, but we're going to find out. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Go Flyers. Go Avs.